0: If I told you that there was a business that generates over $2 million annually and whose success was built on old-school grassroots marketing tactics, you'd probably want to give them all the credit in the world, right? I mean, this is a huge success story. Unfortunately, many people don't give the credit that's due because this business operates in... The sex industry, dun-dun-dun. Oh, yes. Today we're joined by Shane Harrington, the owner of Club Omaha. Now, Shane has built an incredibly successful business from scratch, from nothing. Today, we are going to give him the credit that's due, and he's gonna share with us the ways in which he built his business successfully. Hello, and welcome back to Midwest Mindset. There are roughly 32 million companies in the United States, of which 81% have no employees. They're all solopreneurs. So that means only 6% of all companies nationwide are ever going to reach $1 million in revenue. Of those companies, only about one out of 10, or 0.5% of all companies nationwide ever make it to $10 million in revenue. If Your company or or my business or anybody's in the state of Nebraska hit these goals and and achieve these accomplishments. They would be celebrated. Um, We would be asked repeatedly, what's the secret to your success? How did you do it? That's not necessarily how things have have played out for our guest on today's podcast. Uh, Shane Harrington, uh, I feel like you are a a man of a mystery. Um, I'm excited to have a conversation with you today about entrepreneurialism and your, your, your business traps, the success that you built, you can't deny, you know? And I look at it on paper, if, if it was no name attached to it and no industry, no line of work and just said, Hey, here are the straight numbers. Here's how long we've been in business. Here's how much money we've made. Here's our success story. Anybody would say, man, that's incredible. And there it's all legal. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing wrong with what you're doing. Right. However, it has this uh, this doubt cast on it. I mean, is that like tough to live with that a little bit? Or or is it just, is that fuel for the fire uh, to just kind of stick it to the man, flip them, flip them, bird, just keep moving forward?
1: Uh, fuel for the fire, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, at, at first I took it personal. Uh, the posts, the comments, the uh, friends that I lost because of the business I was in that chose not to hang out with me. Some just uh, ghosted me. Some were... Uh, had a conversation like, well, you know, with my job and the church, and then, you know, I can't, I, you know, if we were hanging out, it, it'd be bad for my, you know, growth at my company or this, that. Um, so at first, it, you know, I, I, I was a little butthurt, I won't lie. Um, but then it kind of became a me against the world. And When it's you against the world, but it literally is you against the world, you find ways to fight and persevere because not only do you want to prove um, your friends wrong, you want to prove everyone who is commenting and hating on you um, and says you're this, that or whatever. Well, uh, the proof is in the pudding. If you can be successful, nobody can really argue with that.
0: I mean. 51% 51% of all businesses in the United States will fail in their first three to five years. So majority of businesses are just going to fail first three to five years. And all these statistics that I'm rattling off here today, they're staggering. It's, it is is an uphill climb. It is a battle to get to that top of that mountain, right? Yeah. And to do it and then do it again and again and again and do it on a level that I think very few uh, businesses see in our state here in the Midwest, especially, and then to not get that credit. I, that that was really my big motive motivator for initially wanting to have you on um when we started this podcast. Um the uh, uh partner at the time that we were uh having on the show opposed to you yeah, being on the show I believe it <laughs> uh, due to some uh, uh religious um you know the beliefs and so they kind of got put on on hold and i'm glad you're here today because i do feel like it is it is unfair it is unfair that we judge men and women especially in this industry who are not doing anything wrong they're doing it by choice they make a great living it, it is it is sex is something everybody hates talking about yeah. and i feel like but
1: everybody, just, loves. But everybody loves
0: everybody loves <laughs> and everybody's obsessed with it here's a, here's a number that will blow your mind and i want to ask you how you built this so correct me if i'm wrong over fifty thousand. um Mail is it your mailing list or fifty thousand subscribers on your website? What's this like fifty thousand number uh, that you've built up? It's like a subscription.
1: Yeah, so we did a membership, um, and people would fill out a membership form and subscribe. And I think actually, through all of my clubs, we reached nearly a hundred thousand. But at Club Omaha, it was fifty thousand when we stopped doing our our membership. But still, program. I mean. Like,
0: you know how much I would give for a 50,000 member subscription list? Yeah. I mean, how much would any business give for 50,000 members of their own Tribe,
1: yeah, because you it, it, like you said, it's 50,000 of your people. You can buy mailing lists anywhere. But oh, yeah, yeah. It, it, most of the people on that list, maybe 2% of them yeah. actually are interested in the product you're selling. Go get for us, we have them people. all.
0: Yeah, go get 50 people to sign up voluntarily for something yeah. related to your business. And then, yeah, try and take that uh, to 50,000. So when you first started out, I know um, you are notorious for making the news, which we'll get to in a second. Um, I'd like to, I guess, maybe ask you this to start like why do people love to hate you so much like what do you think it is is it your set is it your success is it the fact that you are successful despite all the haters that you won't back down like what is it that just you mention your name and (laughs) people like I mean I used to think I had a face that angered people but man I mean no no my name Shane Harrington and it's like yeah Yeah, it it changes some people going
1: I think it's a combination of everything you know I, I was um I got in a lot of trouble in high school. I was voted most likely to end up in the Nebraska State Penitentiary. So prison was where people thought I was going to go. I ended up being the first person in my graduating class of like 732 people to make a million dollars. So I wasn't supposed to make it. I didn't have family money. I grew up poor. I didn't go to college. No one loaned me any money to do my business. Um, And I think that that upset people because the status quo is, is that. You do these steps to become successful and you don't deviate from them because they're they're pre put in our minds from when we're children and we go to you know elementary school and middle school and high school and then off to college. That you have to take these steps and follow this protocol and be a good person in their mind, them being the church, them being uh, the people who followed that protocol. They have to sign off. They have to approve. Yeah, it has to be. They have to allow it. It's a control thing. Yeah, because when I, I... Made a lot of money the first time we we my wife and I had bought a house in Wilderness Ridge Golf Course in Lincoln, Nebraska. And we lived next to like judges and, and all the well to do, you know, uh, had a Corvette and and the license plates I paid for because I was proud. I was I was able to write a check for a brand new Corvette. And I remember getting my mail one day and one of the older gentlemen that lived in our you know, house area. He, he looked at the license plate and he said, paid for. <laughs> How'd you do that? And it was just like, wow, like it, it really is like that. Um, you know, he's probably looking back, maybe 68 years old. I was maybe 31 or two. And so to him, I clearly didn't follow the correct protocol and it upset him. Um, you know, so I think that's, you know, you know, number one. And then number two, obviously, Sex, Um, people (laughs) don't want someone to speak freely about it, to encourage people to speak about it, to engage in it, to have fun with it. And Mm. those are my two things I would guess. And and sex
0: is a topic I I feel frustrated on a personal level. Um, I feel like probably eight years, 10 years of my like, my prime years, my 20s were just wasted because there was never a conversation about it. There was no sex ed class in high yeah. school, small town Nebraska. Uh, parents didn't have a, to date, and thankfully they haven't brought it up like recently. But <laughs> yeah. like, to date, no conversation about it whatsoever. We didn't have the internet, like Pam and Tom and the Lee, the sex tape was like the first introduction yeah. to yeah. that when I was like a senior in, yeah. in high school. And so. And
1: we were like, wow. Yeah, we well, you know. like,
0: oh my God. like. There was no roadmap to follow. Um, There's a lot more information out there for good or bad for kids today (laughs) online on the internet, but... it really is frustrating that we can't just talk about it because I think that that's what shuts things down. Um, you know, you say, okay, well, I'm a a dancer. I'm a professional dancer. I'm, I'm a, a, an escort or whatever you work as a sex worker. People don't even know what that means. I mean, there are a lot of legitimate workers in the sex industry who are just, they just sit behind a a camera at their computer all day long. Right. And they just produce content. And so, but there's this stigma that comes with it was I'm curious with your, um, your entrepreneurial start, did you, um, was that related to sex or what, what was your first, how did you make your first million?
1: Uh, first million. Yeah. was on, uh, on the internet website, okay, uh, an adult website. Um, my, uh, ex-wife, um, she became, you know, kind of a big deal in, in Lincoln, Omaha, Nebraska. Um, she, I was able to place her in some magazines. And so she started getting a following. Uh, my research told me that, you know, we need a, Place to send people so they know what she's doing next. I thought simple like, oh, she'll probably do another magazine, we can promote that linked up with someone who said, no, you need an adult website. Like you, you need to create content. I I didn't even know how to barely turn on a computer. Like what year was this by the way? uh, This would have been in 1999. Oh wow. Okay. So, so so like the, the beginning of like AOL chat room. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dial up internet. You couldn't, you know, sometimes it took 15 minutes to get the connection, (laughs) you know, the whole bit. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was it. But we got in before anyone did. Um, We were able to build uh, at the time and still to this day, actually, the most successful single girl website in the world, Um, thanks to in part to the churches um, and the city of Lincoln who found out about this website and attacked us with everything they had Um, and they ended up ticketing my ex-wife for being nude in a public place. But the catch was they actually didn't catch her nude in the public place. They saw a picture on her website in a bar in downtown Lincoln and they gave her a public nude. So they're
0: really trying to stretch there.
1: Well, the thing was, is it was the scariest thing that ever happened, but also the biggest blessing we ever received because- Here's my ex-wife calling me from work, saying the police are here. They're giving me a ticket. They want to take me to jail for public nudity. Those pictures that we took at the you know bar downtown. It was Mars Bar. Was the name's not in business anymore? But uh, um, we freaked out. We're thinking about closing this thing down. And next thing you know, we're getting calls from every newspaper across the world, mm-hmm. not just in the United States. They said, "You're the first person to." ever be ticketed from a picture off a website. This is a huge constitutional issue. All these law firms started calling and oh, wow. Jay Leno's talking about it. Has a, It's one of his <laughs> jokes of the night. Yeah. He has these jokes and he has a joke about her she's the little part going across the bottom of CNN and we're like holy shit crawl, what yeah. just happened and from that moment on it just it just, it just exploded and then we just worked outworked everybody yeah. we 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 just we didn't stop it was like we accomplished this the next the next the next and we just kept going and ran until millions of dollars just came rolling in
0: and when when you started out when you had like the idea for the website before the the publicity kind of jump started everything was that like just something you were naturally into. Like, how did you have the foresight to say, you know what, internet's going to be a thing? The dial-up isn't going to suck forever. We're going to be past the fifty-six, uh, you know, was it fifty-six uh, thousand k uh, modems or whatever uh, back in the day? What what was it that made you say, this is where I'm going to I'm going to invest and dedicate my time?
1: Well, I'd watched <laughs> I'd watched a show. I, I don't even remember what channel it was, but I'd watched a show and it was this guy and was explaining how the internet was going to be like the the next big thing, like the biggest thing ever. Like, you know, and he really hyped it up. It got me a little bit excited. I thought he was dreaming a little bit because, you know, look where we are. I mean, who mm-hmm. would have imagined? Um, but I knew that she was building up fans and there was no way that people were going to able to find us connect with us connect with her and so there had to be somewhere where we could go and create all i was creating in my mind was very simply a landing page i was just going to create a land a, a melissa landing page so that uh-huh. they could go and see next magazine here next feature you know strip club here or whatever it is i i never thought of it as a way to make millions of dollars i never I'd never signed up for adult websites. They they were, there was only a handful of them even on the web at that time. So for me, um, you know, yeah, I tried to, you know, obviously look at porn and, you know, do my thing, you know, like everybody (laughs) else did, but I never thought, you know, like putting a website up for my wife was, was Mm -hmm. even a a big deal. I thought once I got her in that first magazine, I thought I was the man. I was like, woo! how'd I pull that (laughs) off? I'm Lincoln, Nebraska. (laughs) I have no connections. And here is my wife on the ex-wife on the cover of all these magazines and uh yeah it was uh it was a crazy ride so for what i'm hearing just to kind of translate this into terms i think any business owner listening
0: can take away something here the make the news is a real strategy oh yeah like go make the news oh, is yeah. a legitimate strategy it sounds kind of silly um but go make the news and then stick to the boring shit, the the routines mm-hmm. the mundane uh monotonous tasks that you know you want to automate day in and day out walk us through that like what are your tips what are shane harrington's tips for making the news like how do you make news headlines in a way that's going to because it, it can't come across like fake, you know, or no, phony. Yeah, no, you can't. Like stage you're seeking it. attention, yeah. right? Um, but it has to have a kind of a a, a wink and a nod to it. Like, you no, know, we 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 understand that. Yeah, this is ridiculous that we're on the news for this.
1: Well, sex sells, and so I think as a business owner, if you're not afraid of that, push the envelope. You know, don't break the law, but push it right to that line. You know, and any business right now could sit, you know, ten scantily clad women out front holding up, you know, signs and their business would increase exponentially. Now, will they do that? I don't know. You know, it's a big risk. You are you know, people are going to talk about you, but you want people to talk about you. I
0: can't you. get you one to. woman to address uh, scandal oh, in my money, life. Oh, you pay enough money. You know I yeah. mean?
1: Yeah, you pay I them enough, they'll come. Good, I I don't have that kind of persuasion. You so. also return every email. You know, when we, my ex-wife and I were really big, I remember we would be flown out to Vegas for like the internet awards, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we would have to go to our hotel room and people would say, well, where are you going? Well, we have work to do. They're like, what do you mean you have work to do? Got to return emails. And they laughed at us. The other models were like, we don't return our emails. Our webmaster does. It's like, no, we return every single email personally. We want to know what our customers want, what they need. And we would return hundreds of emails a day. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It took Hours, you know, sometimes four to six hours in a day to return all the emails. But we knew that we wanted to grow. We wanted to do all the things that nobody else was doing. But most people just don't want to work. Even yeah. business owners are afraid to work. They want to work Monday through Friday, nine to five, and then they want to check out. And it's like, I've never checked out. I, since I've been a business owner, I don't, there is no such thing as checking out. If I'm on my honeymoon, my vacation, my birthday, I'm returning emails. I'm working still at the same time because that's how you take your business to that upper echelon that very few people make, like your yeah. statistics said. It's yeah. because people do not want to put in the extra work.
0: Yeah. And and it's not just put in the work, because I think there's that's kind of a, a misnomer. We think we equate how many hours we worked to the quality of hours we yep. worked. And I think, you know, you talked about the 46 hours with the emails. Like that was a, a a lot of hours, but you were using those hours efficiently in a way that's going to net a return uh, on that investment of time uh, that's probably 10 or 20 fold because yeah. they're going to be
1: we need lifelong know. Yeah, you know well, fans and supporters. to learn what was going on and the only way to really learn how people like your you, you know it's one thing to say well people are signing up they love us you know mm-hmm. like we're making money no 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 why are they signing up what what picture sets videos do they like the most what would they like to see you know what, you like did, those Shane, type of things
0: unknowingly I think you You, you, you built out, you almost Mr. Miyagi'd yourself back in the day here, right? You built out a legit business ideal customer persona. Yeah. That's what you did. Right, you got in the weeds. You listened. You talked with your customer. You got to know them, and you built it out. What are their desires? Their pain points? Their needs? Yep. Their fears? And when you can get into that headspace, you know where they are, where they spend time, where they want to be, what where they don't want to be. Um, that's where you can really f- dial in your marketing and how you're going to approach, you know, selling your product or service. Uh, uh to that individual, that ideal customer of yours.
1: Yeah, I wanted to do an automated one. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; like it would have saved me a ton of time. But there's that. But thing it wouldn't yeah. have made me money because the customer is not dumb. You have to remember; like they're spending their money. People are smart when they spend their money. They want mm-hmm. to be getting a value, and and we were the best value for your money because we had the best product and the best customer service both at the same time. It wasn't good enough just to have one or the other. You've got to have both. Uh, so what's but, the biggest so-
0: misconception about you today that you still feel lingers on?
1: Um, you know, you, you. I don't know if you can ever shake, like, you, you know, the the creepy strip club guy. You know, like mm. that. that's just... Um, because there are so many of them. You know, people always say, like, do you feel like you were unfairly treated? Well, of course I did. My 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 civil rights were violated and and I proved that in court, but I understand why sometimes. Now I don't understand the churches and, and things like that, but I understand that you see those 60 minutes and 2020 specials. And they are about the creepy strip club owner who was hooking his girls on drugs and was prostituting them out and was encouraging underage girls to drink and things like that. That is kind of how that name or that thing got associated obviously with us. They not just were an easy target because they were in a business that people didn't like. They actually held true to exactly what people thought they were, they actually were.
0: Some people earned the reputation. Yeah. And, and it was, um, it which was unfair to other people who may be doing it a different
1: way. Well, it's actually what made me get in the strip club business. So my ex-wife would feature when she became very well known. She would feature all over the country. Strip clubs would hire her to come in and, uh, and, and, I obviously met them because, you know, I work hand in hand with her. I did all her contracts and everything. And almost all of them were complete pieces of shit. Really? Yeah. They were sleeping with 17 different girls. They were, you know, partying every night with them. They were getting drunk and doing coke in the bathroom with the the, the customers and things like Sounds that. Sounds like a normal day here at our, yeah. our studio. <laughs> so so what I thought was, I, I at that time, I had a lot of money. But I thought, you know, if I ever decide to go into a different business, I'm going to go into the strip club business and I'm going to try to run it as close to a Fortune 500 company as you can. We're going to have contracts and rules and regulations and everyone's going to follow them from me to security, to the dancers, to whatever. And when I would tell this to owners that I would, they would just laugh at me i say, oh, you're dreaming. Can't be done. You don't know these girls. They'll screw you over in a second. Blah, 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 blah. I said, no, no, no. I, I really think you can create a more positive environment. Sure. It may be harder to get your staff of girls that follow that protocol, but I believe if you do it, you will reap the benefits for years to come. And so Uh, When I decided to get in the business, that was my thing. How do I help make these girls better? How do I get them to quit smoking, quit doing drugs, quit drinking? Um, How do I get them to build their credit up, to save money, to invest money, to come up with a two to three year plan? Because I tell every girl that comes in and trains with me, I say, tonight is your first night at my club. I guarantee you I'll make you life changing money and I will keep you safe. Those are my two promises to you. I want you to promise me that this isn't your lifetime job, that in two to three years, you will then move on to your big, I call it the big girl job. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I am doing things as good as possible. Um, I look in the mirror at night and I feel good about who I am. Um, I feel good about the changes that I've made in my girls. I can't fix them all now, you know, of course not. Do all of them listen to my investing tips and not drink and things like that? No. But I would say I probably have somewhere around a 30 to 40 percent of them actually follow through and come up with a escape plan, so to speak. They go to school, they pay off their bills, they buy a car, they get an apartment. We help them do all of that. Um, We'll do Reference letters. We'll do income verification letters. We'll even call the apartment complex on the phone, and I'll speak to them directly. Mm-hmm. No other business is doing that. No yep. other strip club is, but no other business is probably doing that.
0: Yeah. No. You're 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 100 correct, uh, and I think that that's admirable admirable to uh, to hear that you're doing, and I'm glad that you shared that because it's interesting. We talked about the churches and these groups who have a this moral. Uh, motivation it's against our values what they're doing over here where are they in helping young women who maybe need some guidance who maybe they are are dancing or stripping and it's because they're desperate for money but it isn't what they want to do their whole lives where are they actually in stepping up to help them instead they're just casting a stone and i remember this because my our dad's a a pastor so grew up uh, in the church and i remember um you know there is a there's a reason that the first person that, that Jesus revealed himself to was a prostitute mm-hmm. in the town. Very first person. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think, Magdalene. you know, yeah, it's like, uh, people in these organizations, who get high and mighty and they feel like I'm just going to cast the first stone and judge. And they forget what they're, christianity as they describe it is actually supposed to be all about yeah you know and so um so that's good to hear and then what any last tip you have for like a um for an entrepreneur or business owner we talked about like standard operating procedures your checklist your your um um, get your processes and procedures in place make the news as much as possible um and uh and and pay attention to the legal stuff any other big tips you can leave us uh, with here today
1: uh learn everything you know, know how to do every single thing that your business does so that no matter what happens, somebody quits, uh, what gets sick, you know, you can literally cover anything, you know, um, whether it's fix the computer, DJ, uh, plunge a toilet, um, you know, whatever it is, you you need to know how to do it. Um, you'll go a lot further. You also gain a lot more traction. My girl's when they saw me in a suit plunging toilets one night because they backed up and I got shit all over my pants and they were mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I, nope, had to be done, you know? And so if you're willing to do all of the shit work mm-hmm. as well as take the credit and and whatever, well, well, you, you, you've, you've got to be able to do both sides. But if you know how to do every single thing that your business does, even if you have someone better than you at it, go learn from them how they do it so mm-hmm. that if you need to to slide by you can because there's nothing worse than having you know five people on your team and one calls in sick or two get covid or whatever it happens to be um and then you have to shut your business down because you don't know or no one knows how to fill in their spots um, you don't knowing want, that
0: is important you don't want to let an employee of yours hold your business hostage because they hold the keys they're the yeah. ones who know yep. how to do it yeah yep. I'm, I'm a big proponent of that as well like do every job yep. in your company you don't have to be the
1: best at it but yeah. you have to know how to do yeah. and and manage through every single it's, scenario that your company does it'll
0: help you gauge things like how to measure yep. you know progress and should that take that much time you know or is yep. that are they just kind of uh, going slow like it took me 10 hours to do that it's taking them 20 that doesn't yep. seem right yep. you know so
1: the only thing oh correction though there's always something you can't do because though i can dance and I could strip. No one would actually. My customers wouldn't want to watch me dance. But if I needed to get up there to buy us some time, I mm. goddamn would be up there. <laughs> I did. I actually did this
0: last year, uh last uh, fall. Uh A, I tried a pole, like a stripper pole, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a twenty-foot tall uh, stripper pole. Now, they didn't have it hooked up correctly, so the pole didn't spin. Okay, okay. And it was, and yeah, it was very painful. Idea. Yeah, it was very painful. I have. All the respect in the world now for for
1: dancers oh. on, on
0: polls. That is like, I don't know
1: how they do it. Like it's not just that. Like, you know, I, I think that people need to understand that to be a dancer is one of the toughest things that you'll ever do. Mm-hmm. You sell a little bit of your soul every time you go there. You mm, it's not really that your, sexual you, to them. Yeah, either. you you, you, know, you like crush your body because you're yeah. constantly on nine inch heels, dancing on a pole, walking a ten thousand square foot building all night long in a and, thong. Yeah. By the way. So so mind, body, and soul. These girls are giving up a lot to entertain you. Um, yes, they are being paid very well, but but. I think a lot of people forget, you know, that if you put yourself in their shoes for a night and had to give your mind, your body and your soul, the way that these girls do, you would have a newfound respect for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or just watch the movie, uh, hustlers with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> they, they lay it out pretty good in that one. Uh, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, no, uh, sharing thanks for your, having uh, me. I appreciate you, And uh, Congratulations on your uh, success. And, and here's to uh, cheers to all the controversies to come.
1: Yeah. Oh right? yeah. There's going to be more. Yeah. I'm opening another all club right. soon. So, so life when you get gonna- on. The the Just news. Keep going.
0: Next time you get on the news, then we got to coordinate something so that like we can somehow get some like cross promoting yeah, collaboration. You, you know, get you. two brothers in there. Yeah, got you. We'll covered. come do our podcast from wherever they're protesting you at. From right. the corner. Sounds good, yeah. man.
1: I'm in. All right.